1: everybody and welcome fellow patriots welcome fellow deplorables welcome all you drakes of society rock dollars sick offense, and stinkos you know what they call you they call you mega nazi by now you should know what we call you that's friends allies and patriots and we always welcome you here and this is the conservative commander's radio show and I'm Rick Trader coming to you from the My Studios, the My Store Studios of the AUN TV network. And joining me today, as he does a couple of times a week, is the President and CEO of Frontiers of Freedom. And that's George Landreth. And George, welcome back. Welcome back to Conservative Commandos.
2: It's great to be here. Like I say, this is in fact the place you want to be. At least if you it care is. about freedom, opportunity, and the Constitution, this is the place to be.
1: Little, little simple things like that, you know, George, yeah. we don't ask much. Oh, my gosh. You know, George, I can't believe in 2017, after Donald Trump won the election, I was thinking, well, Republicans had the House, Republicans had the Senate, Republicans had the White House, conservatives had control of the Supreme Court, maybe it's time to hang up my hat and close down the conservative (laughs) commandos radio show. Because I thought, what would we have to talk about? I mean, (laughs) oh my gosh, George, that would have been a big mistake. I mean, each and every day, each and every day, we wake up, we turn on the news and there is always, always, always something shocking. Now, George, here, here it is, just a few years after that. And we have had four indictments coming down on a former president of the United States. And George, you're the constitutional attorney. Has a former president ever been indicted? No. Or uh, a that's... sitting president? I mean, nope. this is, we are really, really, really in unprecedented times.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that's kind of strange about it is, I mean, obviously, if the president were videotaped, outside of Mar-a-Lago shooting people or doing something like that, and it was obvious he'd committed this horrible horrible crime, then of course he should be indicted for that, and because that's the rule of law, because no one is above the law. But this case is just crazy. It's the craziest stuff that, you look at everything they've accused him of, and it's not even clear it's a crime if he did the things they claim he did in mm-hmm. many instances, And then in other instances, it's clear that they're just making stuff up. I'm just trying to figure out, you can watch, you can Google and pull up like a 30-minute or 25-minute video of Democrats claiming that George Bush wasn't properly elected, that he lost Al Gore. You can find videos of John Kerry and his supporters making the exact same argument just four years later. The only time the Democratic Party hasn't complained about the Presidential election is when they win, <laughs> and to be blunt, is to point out: Democrats, Republicans didn't do that when they lost. For example, to, to Clinton, twice. I don't recall them saying that the election was was fraudulent. Recently, we have, but that's because the evidence is mounting that these that these races have been fraudulent. So I just find it very curious. It's a strange world we live in, that saying an election was done incorrectly is somehow now a crime. Really?
1: George, you mentioned it's a strange world we live in. And to just show how unprecedented these times are, I wanna play for you a little piece of video of Nuke Ginrich. Nuke Enrich was on the Sean Hannity show the other night. And when you talk about the strange unprecedented times that we're living in, I want to play this piece of video for you and our audience out there, because I have a a very high regard and respect for Newt Kenridge. I think he's one of the most smartest guys around. I think he's a terrific historian. But just listen, George.
2: Well, He was a history professor, so this is a topic on which he knows a lot. He's not talking about medical biology or something like that, which he may not know that much about. This is something that's right in his, if you will, his power alley.
1: right. Now, I will play this for you and and our audience, and I wanted to get your impression.
3: I think what you're seeing tonight is one tree in a forest. And I think we are drifting towards the greatest constitutional crisis since the 1850s, Uh, and the rise of secession and the civil war. I don't mean that as hyperbole. Uh, If you read Andy McCarthy's remarkable book, Ball of Collusion, which came out in 2019, he makes very clear that it is Barack Obama who corrupts the Justice Department. It is Hillary Clinton who routinely breaks the law and gets away with it. And now we have Joe Biden who's learned—he's learned from Obama that Doesn't matter what you do, if you're a liberal Democrat, you will not be prosecuted. He learned from Hillary that a person in high public office can get millions and millions of dollars. And they learned from watching Donald Trump that a true outsider willing to take on the entire system could destroy their entire machine. So, what you're seeing across the country is a desperate last ditch effort by a corrupt machine to destroy their most dangerous opponent in a way which not only breaks the Constitution, destroys the rule of law and establishes a moment of bitterness uh, which I think will last for a generation or more. I think this is going to be a horrendous period, and we just need to understand, the people who want to control America and dictate to the rest of us will break any law lie about any topic and manipulate the system any way they can. And that includes a lot of the elite news media.
1: When he says, we are heading towards the greatest constitutional crisis since the 1850s, since, since, since secession, since the Civil War, that is a strong, strong statement coming from Newt Gingrich.
2: Yeah, you're right. That is a strong statement from Newt Gingrich. And it's very odd to me that that so many people seem oblivious to it. You hear people at CNN and MSNBC, ABC, you know, the various lamestream media outlets, and they're acting like this is the rule of law because you shouldn't allow someone who's a former president to get away with stuff. I understand. We just talked about the fact that if the president were videotaped killing people, that'd be something that would be worthy of An indictment and a subsequent prosecution. But what we're talking about, none of that rises to that level. For example, every president has had documents that the National Archives has said, we'd like that back. And they've always worked it out or not worked it out by conversations with the Mm -hmm. former president. And even Bill Clinton had classified information in his sock drawer. And the court said that was fine. And so my I guess my point is all of a sudden though, now it's not. We also know that a former vice president had boxes of documents around and that's okay, but not for a president apparently, at least not this president. It was okay for Barack Obama. It was okay for Bill Clinton. It's just not okay okay for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and she was never a president. She was she only was no. a yeah. she was never
1: president. She was never vice president. And George, at the time, it was explained to me that as president, as president, Donald Trump could declassify any statement that he's he deemed uh, to do so.
2: Right, that's absolutely true. That's true for a, a president. It's not true for a vice president, and it's not true for a secretary of state which is why Joe Biden, having all those top secret documents and so forth, was a crime. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, bottom line is, I think we just have to acknowledge that the rule of law in America is dead under Mm -hmm. Barack Obama, and then, of course, under Mr. Biden. But I hope we can resurrect it, so to speak, because we as a nation cannot survive as a free people if the rule of law is killed off in a major way, and so I'm hopeful that we can revive it, bring that heartbeat back up. Clear? <laughs> bring it back. And,
1: and George, it's so interesting because it's it, it. And Donald Trump said, "Well, if I get indicted one more time, my my nomination is is guaranteed." The latest poll. That has come out. This was a poll that was done by uh, the Daily Signal and Heritage Foundation. The latest poll has Donald Trump with 60 percent, 60 percent versus the next nearest candidate, which is uh, the Indian gentleman whose name I can't pronounce, has 13 percent. 13%, and DeSantis has dropped off the map. Now, real clear politics, their latest polls and their latest averages are saying the same thing, that every time Donald Trump gets indicted, he becomes more and more popular. His his numbers go up. So I really do think that this is really turning around to bite the Democrats in the butt. But again, I'll say this, because I've I've made no bones about this. I think that this is the plan. And I think that this is the plan of the puppet master, the guy who's pulling the strings on this administration, and that is Barack Obama. I think Barack Obama knows full well what's going on here. And I think Barack Obama is looking at this and say, well, let's get rid of Joe. Let's get rid of Kamala. Let's get rid of all the other Democrats. And Michelle and I can walk back in the White House as the president, the first female black president of the United States, Michelle Obama. George, I think Barack Obama is pulling the strings on all this. And he knows exactly what he's doing. Call me crazy, buddy.
2: Well, no, I think uh, (laughs) I actually think that's uh, very plausible. I mean, obviously, some of that's a prediction of what's going to happen. And predictions are hard because you don't know for sure what's going to happen. But Mm -hmm. what you said makes sense to me in that we know that Barack Obama's never really been fond of Joe Biden. No. And he's always thought he was a complete doofus. Of course, he is a complete doofus, but that might be the one thing that you and I agree with Barack Obama on. <laughs> well,
1: well, George, when you look again look at the real clear politics data, O'Biden's oh, negatives are far out exceed his positives. He is under when you talk about approval, disapproval. He's under by 14 points. 14 points, 14%. And to me, that is that is staggering for a man who wants to get reelected president.
2: Well, yeah. And if you look at the, how the economy is doing, if you look at inflation, you look at crime, you look at all these issues that, you know, the, the border, Americans are not stupid. I think they can see that Joe Biden runs around telling us how great the economy is, what a great job he's done, what a great success the Afghanistan withdrawal was. It's like opposites day with this guy. It's crazy. But most Americans I mean, I know there are some Americans who are stupid and follow along and they, you know, yeah, yeah, he's great. He's awesome. But most Americans know better. They're living the hell that he's created.
1: Indeed, they are. George, let's get a break in on the other side of the break. I'm going to ask you to tell our listeners and viewers about a guest, our guest, who they are, and the topics for our conversations. But uh, you are listening to and watching the Conservative Commando's radio show with George Landreth and Rick Trader coming to you from the Pillar studios, the Store studios of the AUN-TV network. And by the way, today's show, like each and every one of them, is being brought to you by the First Amendment and protected by the Second. We'll be right back.
4: You're still looking
5: good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your MyPillow products. Mattress topper, bed sheets, MyPillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear, dog.
4: Whoa, whoa, Charles. Everyone now can get My Pillow products at huge discounts at MyPillow.com. That's right. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to take advantage of our three-in-one sale. or our sandals and slides for just $25. Quantities are limited, and once they're gone, they're gone.
0: To order, please call 800-797-7893, and use the promotion code, AUN, TV. That's 800-797-7893, and AUN, TV, again. That's 800-797-7893, and AUN, TV.
1: And once again, we do want to welcome you back. This is the Conservative Commanders Radio Show. I'm Rick Trader. My co-host today is George Landreth. George is the president and CEO of Frontiers of Freedom. And George, please tell our listeners and viewers about our guests.
2: Absolutely, because we have the very best guests and it's always fun. So we're going to start off with Tieran Rose Mandelberg, who is a video program host and blogger at the Media Research Center. She's also their Anderlake Fellow in Culture and Media. We're going to discuss a lot of topics with her, but it should be pretty interesting. Everything from how an LGBTQ group has given $10,000 in grants to more than 70 different schools funding their indoctrination efforts, how a Maryland school district is restricting the rights of parents to direct the upbringing of their own children, then also how LGBTQ groups want to make everything about being gay and they have announced that your kids belong to them. So interesting. Of course, uh, another topic for us to get into is a Catholic couple was banned by the state of Massachusetts from fostering children (laughs) because the state determined that their religious views were not acceptable.
1: This was in Massachusetts. I mean, tell us about the Pilgrims again, George. I mean, what was that all about? I thought they came here
2: for religious freedom. Uh huh. Yeah. Hey,
1: and where was it? Where was that, George? Where was that Plymouth Rock? Plymouth
2: Rock in, in Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, in, in Massachusetts Bay. But it, uh, that was uh, almost, uh, you know, like roughly 300 years ago or so. So maybe they've forgotten.
1: I, I think they have. I yeah. they think they have.
2: Yeah. And then we're going to have Dr. Miklos Radvani, who's a senior vice president here at Frontiers of Freedom. He's a guy who speaks a number of languages. He's actually from Hungary. He he escaped communism when it was enforced by the Soviet Union in Hungary. Mm-hmm. So as a relatively young adult, he had finished college and stuff like that. But he escaped. But he had mm-hmm. witnessed for the first part of his life just the horrors of socialism and communism. He, of course, is also a foreign policy expert. He has done a lot of work with various members of Congress to be their foreign policy expert and advise them. He's written a book that's worth checking out, which is I Am an American, A Story of Socialism, Communism, and Freedom's Last Stand. We want to talk with him about what's going on in Hungary, because it's being bankrupted by socialist and communist policies. Their prime minister right now, Viktor Orban, is a former communist who claimed that he was a market-based guy and all this, but he turns out he's more a corrupt guy and he's destroyed the free press in Hungary. And he leads what Dr. Radvani refers to as a gangsterocracy. And He's invited Russian and Chinese interests and spies into Hungary in large numbers, so it's now become the spy capital of the world. And since they are a member of NATO and the EU, this is kind of a problem. It's not just something we can overlook. So it should be an interesting conversation, and I'm looking forward to that one as well.
1: Indeed, indeed, indeed. Hey, uh, George, I know that uh, Jonathan Turley is someone who you follow. You've talked about his. Uh, you've talked about him before here on the Conservative Commandos Radio Show. Jonathan Turley is a a Democrat. Jonathan Turley is a liberal, but even Jonathan Turley is saying it's getting harder to make Biden's lies disappear.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because Jonathan Turley is says that this is a level of corruption America has never seen before. And he's also shocked by the level of corruption at the Justice Department. So and that's why I think it's important to remember: is this is not some former Republican official. This is a guy who has never, to my knowledge, has never voted. He's a Democrat, and he's when he testified before Congress. He's uh, on uh, it was Trump's impeachment. Uh, he testified uh, on behalf of Donald Trump, and he pointed out, "I didn't vote for him," and I the first one. He said, and I don't plan on voting for him you know, in the upcoming election, but I believe in the Constitution and this is nuts. So the point is, I think we ought to pay special attention to what he has to say. He's a little like Alan Dershowitz, who's made some of the same comments, which is, I'm a Democrat, didn't vote for Donald Trump, and I won't be voting for him even in 2024, but right. this is nuts. So when you have Democrats telling you this is nuts, I hope Americans will pay attention because they might want to say, oh, well, it's just Republicans w- gathering the wagons up to protect right. Donald Trump. And it's like, well, Turley and I, and Dershowitz are not interested in protecting Donald Trump. What they're interested in is that we follow the Constitution, because they te- they've taught the Constitution, and they're a little troubled that we're just throwing it away and moving on. And so he points out, Jonathan Turley points out that Merrick Garland did not select anybody from outside the Justice Department, which is what required under the law. He says selected a prosecutor who's already been accused of credibly by whistleblowers and others of running in a fixed investigation. He's the same guy who wanted to enter into a plea deal that was completely unprecedented and insane and that the judge asked questions about and got blown up because it was too crazy. So anyhow, it's interesting so that you can kind of go, if you're somebody who says, well, I don't know if I want to believe the Republicans because I think they're just defending Donald Trump. It's like, okay, so can you believe Jonathan Turley? Can you believe Alan Dershowitz? And if you can't believe them, then what you're saying is you, you hate Donald Trump so much you don't care what the facts are. You just want to feel good about hating him.
1: Indeed, that does that does seem to be uh, what's going on. Uh, George, what's going on with this? Resign immediately. Biden destroyed after leak email discovered. Tell yeah, us about well, this email.
2: Yeah, well, it's an interesting article that uh, was that was published, and that's the title of it. But what what is interesting is that these emails that keep coming up and keep getting revealed show that payments many of the people have heard you know of course who the big guy is and things like that but the reality is every week there are new revelations that come out and the evidence is mounting and there's a previously undisclosed email chain from 2015 which would be when he was the vice president and he was on his way to ukraine for an official visit interestingly enough with his son that's interesting right cuz he never talked about his son or doing anything with his son about business But it turns out that this revealed the ultimate purpose behind Hunter Biden's affiliation at the time with the Ukraine energy company, Burisma Holdings. He was there to help them get Joe Biden to get get Burisma uh, essentially a safe space from the prosecutor. The email points out that what they were demanding was you got to get rid of that guy. And that then that was going to make Hunter Biden continue to get paid millions of dollars to be on the board and a big fat check, a success fee of $5 million to Joe Biden and a $5 million check oh. separately to Hunter Biden. And so it's like, guys, when the Democrats tell you there's no evidence, <laughs> they're just lying. We have whistleblowers testifying. We have emails. We have all... We got Joe Biden.
1: We have Joe Biden in his own words. Yeah, Joe Biden he, he, he in his he own was
2: videotaped words. bragging. George, what is it going
1: to take? Seriously, I, I I I know you don't have a crystal ball, but you yeah. are a smart guy. It, all the evidence, all the mounting evidence. What is it going to take? What is it going to take to bring an impeachment? What is it going to take for? for the mass media to report this stuff. What is it going to take? What is it going to take for, for the American people to understand that this guy is a crook? You know how, how Richard Nixon is famous for saying, I am not a crook? This guy, George, George, let me put it to you this way. You and I have been around a long time, buddy boy. When you add your age onto my age, we've been around for a de- for a, uh, a, a century and a half. <laughs> we've been around for a long time. Have you ever seen a more corrupt presidency than the one we have right now?
2: No, absolutely not. There's never been any evidence uh, that previous presidents were collecting millions of dollars from foreign agents to change the uh, American policy and to advantage the uh, people paying the bribes. Uh, That's not to say every president we've ever had has been as honest as George Washington or Abraham Lincoln or something like that. But what it is to say is that nobody has even been accused of this kind of stuff, much less had the mountain of evidence that shows their guilt.
1: But yet the mainstream media (laughs) continues, continues to protect this guy. I know there's been a little cracks here and cracks there, but my God, George, if this was a Republican, oh my God, George, if this was Donald Trump, this is all we would hear about. But they'd rather talk about Maui, which is a terrible thing. They'd rather talk about this farce of climate change, which is a fraud. Uh, They want to talk about just about anything else except for the facts surrounding this presidency.
2: Yeah, and they've been doing this from the very get-go. This is not a new development. They, from day one, have circled the wagons and committed themselves to protecting Joe Biden and to lying to the American public about everything from the Hunter Biden laptop to the idea that Joe Biden was a uniter, they all knew that was a lie. There's nothing in his career that suggests he could unite anyone. And then the idea that he was somehow compassionate, remember I said, I'm gonna be compassionate, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be the, uh, the com- not the commander, well, commander in chief too, but I'll also be the guy that helps people feel better about things.
1: The great unifier.
2: Yeah. And you know what's funny? He's asked about things like, so what do you think about what's going on over in Hawaii and all that? No comment. What do you think about the 100 people that were found dead? No comment. That sounds like he's really compassionate. I'm overwhelmed by the compassion. And he still hasn't gone to the Palestine in uh, Ohio.
1: Right.
2: He said he was going to go, but he hasn't gone.
1: Once again, George, the media is absolutely silent. Do you remember after Katrina, how the media went after George Bush for not going down to Louisiana the day after Katrina? Yeah. Oh my God, it's so horrible that he waited a week, and, and the excuse he made, well, he didn't want to get in the way. And well, guess what? Joe Biden said, "Oh, I don't, I don't want to get in the way." But the difference in how the Media treated George Bush oh, yeah. from the way they're treating Joe Biden for basically near disasters. Right. You know, well, and
2: well, I mean, it, when exactly. it, And Joe Biden was on the beach vacationing, and they didn't care a bit. But one time, if I recall correctly, I think uh, Donald Trump was golfing. And they all pitched a fit that he was golfing when there was something bad happening somewhere around the globe. Right. And I, I mean, I don't think that's reasonable, but I'm thinking to myself, if you're the president, you might want to not be out on the beach for three or four days straight. And when you get back from the beach and they ask you what you think about it, say no comment. Right. That, that right. actually is worthy of getting roasted alive by the media
1: hey george let's get a break in here because we do have a a couple of great guests uh, joining us uh, a little later on dr miklos radvani is going to join us he's a senior vice president at frontiers of freedom he's actually someone that escaped from communist Hungary. and uh, but right after the break we're going to be talking with Taryn Rose Mandelberg. She's the video program host and blogger at the Media Research Center. couple of great guests joining us here in conservative commandos. Go nowhere. We'll be right back with our guests.
5: Save up to 75% right now with no cancellation fees. And to make it even easier on you, we're here 24 7 to help. So call right now. Bookmark us in your cell phone. Whatever you need to do, just pick up the phone and call this number for hotel deals that'll knock your socks off.
0: Call 701 317 9936. That's 701 317 9936. 701 317 9936.
5: That's 701-317-9936. Hey travelers, everybody wants cheap airfares, but where can you find them? You call Smartfares. Our prices are direct from the airlines, and they're so low they're not published anywhere. Smartfares specializes in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rentals, and great package deals anywhere around the world. Wherever you want to go, Smartfares can help you get there cheaply, and with the best price guarantee. If you want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call us right now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these low rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the lowest rates available. So don't wait. Call SmartFares right now for the best price guaranteed. Save up to 50% off business and first class. We've got great last-minute travel deals too. Call
0: 802-424-3060. 802-424-3060. 802 424 3060. That's 802 424 3060.
6: Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 or more a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. Stop overpaying for expensive prescriptions. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call now and get your 44 pills for just $99 stop overpaying for viagra call us anytime day or night and start saving big money for the exact same results have your credit card ready ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package call now
0: to order call now 855-766-0018 855-766-0018 855-766-0018 855-766-0018.
2: Welcome back to the Conservative Commandos. I'm glad you stuck around because we're the part of the show where we have our guests, and we have the very best guests on TV and radio. That is true all the time, and we have Taryn Rose here to prove it. Taryn Rose Mandelberg is a video program host and blogger at the Media Research Center, and she is also the Anderlich Fellow in Culture and Media. So welcome back to the Conservative Commandos, General Rose. We're glad to have you.
7: Thanks so much for having me, George. I'm glad to be here.
2: Absolutely. I wanted to ask you, there was a time when folks in the, what you call the LGBTQ plus community would tell us that they were not coming for our kids. And when people claimed that, they would get incensed. And then, of course, we saw a video not too long ago of them saying, we are coming for your kids. <laughs> And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, I thought you guys said you weren't. And so I wanted to ask, is there other evidence besides their chanting that they are coming for their kids? Have they put their money where their mouth is yet?
7: Oh, yeah, George. They have made it abundantly clear that they are attacking our kids and that the kids are the the prime subject for their indoctrination policies. As a matter of fact, I wrote a piece last week about um, a group, an LGBTQ group called It Gets Better Project. That was what they kind of coined their name as. And they gave $10,000 to 70 different schools, whether they were elementary school, middle school, or high school throughout the United States and a little bit in Canada. And that $10,000 was uh, provided, not for them to improve maybe security, like pay for a policeman to come to protect the school, or pay for maybe an update in the bathroom or in the cafeteria or something to provide maybe healthier meals. That $10,000 was dedicated to each of these schools, 70 different schools, to encourage schools and help schools facilitate pro-LGBTQ related aspects. So that, that had a number of different meanings for the different schools, but essentially the It Gets Better project Donated the money, and the schools got to say, Okay, well, you know, I think that our school really would really benefit from XYZ. Uh, One school, let's see, one school in Vermont collaborated with the local community and they um, made a pride crosswalk right near the school. Um, And then another school in West Virginia created what it called. What it called inclusivity zones for LGBTQ students to go and feel very welcomed in their classes and um, in their schools, even places made uh, like trans closets. So, what I assume that means is that a student who identified as trans, because between you and me, I don't think that kids are transgender. I don't think that transgenderism is an actual thing. I think it's just a mental illness. But um, what the intention of this one was, was for kids to then go into a closet when they got. Uh, at school, you know, they left home in maybe jeans and a t-shirt and then they went into the closet and then they leave in a little dress or something like that. And then they you know, go throughout their day as Tammy instead of Tommy, get back in the closet before the end of the school day ends and head home in the jeans and the t-shirt that mom sent them to school in. And so all of this money is being targeted so that these students can feel inclusive, as they say or included in their classrooms. But between you and me, George, like this $10,000 could have been used in so many other ways. And this is just a way, one of the ways that the left is making it so blatantly obvious that they're after our children.
2: Yeah. And I'm also just thinking financially, $10,000 for a crosswalk, that's <laughs> yeah. a lot of paint. I mean- I you know, know, I could have done it for a that's what I, The cross, you know, the road exists already. All they have to do is slap some paint on it. I'm thinking to myself, ten grand in paint?
7: If the group that was giving these $10,000, what if they were a Christian nonprofit that said they wanted to provide Bibles for classes or provide religious uh, areas, religious zones where students could go throughout their day and pray? I don't think that any of the public schools, the leftist public schools that are corrupting our nation, would allow some biblical leader to come and allow that to happen right they would say no that's encroaching on religious freedoms and you're or you're impounding your religion on other students but that's exactly what these people are doing with the pride stuff because to them lgbtq is their religion
2: yeah no that's a very good point speaking of religion historically they've kind of acted like we needed to get religion out of the schools because there's a time in america we started the school day with both the the pledge of allegiance and prayer mm-hmm. and maybe a quick uh, devotional in which maybe a meaningful scripture was read or something like that and then they get on with the regular which you might call academic subjects of the day yeah. and then they got rid of the bible reading and the prayer and just then just did the pledge of allegiance and then in some schools got rid of the pledges of allegiance too so i guess my question is How committed are our public schools to being serious about not trying to ram a religious agenda down our throats?
7: It just depends what religious agenda they want shoved down your throats. You know what I mean? Like with the LGBTQ stuff, that's their religion. And so that's okay. But the second anybody says, you know, this is against my Christian beliefs, it's, oh, well, who cares? That happened in Maryland just last week. Uh, There's a lawsuit that happened where essentially different religious parents whether they were um muslim catholic christian any any of the sorts they essentially sued a school district because the school district said we are going to not allow you to opt your children out of reading pride books pro uh, Drag queen books, any of this masturbation kind of content, any of the very sexually explicit content that's inappropriate for students, especially like the three to five year olds that they were talking about in in Maryland. And the school district said, you know, we aren't going to allow you to say no to that because we want to teach that to your kids because that's a good thing. That's something we should be teaching to your kids. And the parents are saying, you know, well you let us opt out of sending our kids on days where you're going to celebrate Halloween, if we don't celebrate Halloween. You let us opt out on days where you're going to be celebrating Christmas, if we are Jewish and we choose not to partake in those particular activities, you let us do that. So why is it that these ideologies, these pride ideologies that you're you know, reading and encouraging, why can't we opt out of that when that is very blatantly against our religion as well? So the lawsuit's not—I um, mean, it's been—it's been, you know, served, but it ha- we haven't had an answer yet. So definitely something to be keeping your eyes out for in the news if they even decide to cover it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty amazing. I understand if I—if they said, "Well, we're going to teach your kids addition this year in school," and I go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't want—I want to opt my kid out of math." <laughs> the, I don't know that I'd be in, standing a good stead on that topic. It'd probably be right. hard to convince people that my religion required me to not be able to do simple math. Historically, we've allowed parents to opt their children out of, for example, not reading as a skill, but -hmm. there were books. I remember when I was on the school board. My view was if a parent wanted to opt their kid out of a particular book, I wasn't going to argue with the parent. My view was if they find that book objectionable, then we'll just make an alternative assignment. It doesn't mean we agree with the parent. It just means as a school system that practices plurality and pluralism, we understand that different people have different standards mm-hmm. and that's okay. But all of a sudden now, not so much. It's yeah. just very interesting. They can, uh, Tell the parents, we don't care about your religious views at all. In fact, we'll preach against them. We'll fight against your religious values. And there's nothing you can do about it. Pretty yeah. crazy
7: stuff. I think that they think that, like with your story with how you can't just opt your kid out of math, I think that to the left, the the pride situation is of equal or more importance than academics, which is clearly what they're presenting because you know these kids don't come out of school, all brain surgeons or knowing how to cure cancer or really just function in society, but they sure as heck know how to have specific types of sex, how to change their gender. So it's like, where are the priorities? They're so, so shifted from what they should be and what they used to be. And it's honestly terrifying for those who have children in the public school system.
2: Yeah. And you're right about that. I mean, the Supreme Court's held that parents actually have a constitutional right to direct the upbringing of their children. And now we're being told they don't. And I think that's kind of interesting. The government does, though.
7: Yes, yes.
2: I saw a video that uh, you do a show uh, Woke of the Week, I think. Yes. And I thought it was some pretty disturbing content there. So I wanted to ask you to kind of fill us in on that. And we can certainly watch a part of it. Because when I say disturbing, I don't mean it's uh, R-rated or anything or X-rated. But the, you certainly these people would like to regularize what I would call weirdness and just kind mm-hmm. of grossness.
7: Yeah, that's exactly right. You hit the nail on the head there, George. You know, I do this weekly episode and every week I'm like, I need to say an extra prayer just to cleanse my mind from the insanity of the left. And sometimes it's pretty graphic. There's people you know, walking around grocery stores completely in the nude. But sometimes it's just the things that these people say that really get your mind thinking, or hopefully should get your mind thinking, wow, this is what our society's come to. Uh, For this week, for example, Good Morning America, they were celebrating 50 years of hip-hop, and they weren't celebrating it for, um, like, maybe the content of the songs or, um, like, who was singing them. But instead, for the fact that there's an intersection now a movement of queerness in conjunction with hip-hop so that was their good morning america segment hip-hop and queerness and they they had this one uh man come on a very feminine man come on and explain how his name was saucy santana that's how he went that's the name he went by and explain how he wanted to turn everything gay and so this episode kind of talks about that and Present some of the other crazy things that they say uh, that the left says. And if you take special note, there's one transgender person that was saying that all children belong to the transgender elder community and those are their children. And then they get the right to say what get, does and does not go with these kids that are not even at all related or know of them. So it's, it's honestly kind of crazy. So if you wanna check out that clip, let's do that now.
0: If you're a trans girl who still has the parts that she was born with, I want to know what you like to call those parts. My personal favorites are She-Miss and Princess Wand.
7: Princess Wand? If you aren't watching this episode near a toilet, garbage pail, or barf bucket, you may want to pause, readjust, and then proceed because the LGBTs are far from PG. (laughs) I'm Taryn Rose with MRC & Culture. You're watching Woke of the Week, where I expose the most woke, progressive, insane, and crazy content from the weak, leftist mob. This week, we've got a whole slew of kooky.
4: Saucy Santana is a game changer, an openly gay man who began as a makeup artist. He's a rapper with big time bangers, a superstar following, and an audience inspired by the queer representation he brings to center stage.
7: It really seems like these people want everything to be gay.
4: Authentically himself from the jump, helping bring queer representation to hip hop. I came in gay.
3: Um, I came in swinging. I'm going to put gay everywhere.
7: I'm gonna say no thanks to that one.
1: Some straight men are attracted to trans
5: women who haven't had bottom surgery. This is very disconcerting and confusing to women when they find this out because they think well if she hasn't had bottom surgery then and you want to play with that part of her then you can't be 100% straight but that doesn't
1: make sense because you have to remember that these are still women. Trans women are women.
7: Eh. If you date transsexuals, chicks with boobs on top, balls down below, you're dating a dude. Therefore, if you're a dude dating someone with a princess wand,
5: (laughs) you're gay. (laughs) If you're cis and you won't date trans folks, you're transphobe.
7: No, you're not. You're just not gay. Speaking of people who don't know right from very, very, very wrong, check out this dude who thinks every transgender child, though I personally don't think those exist, is his business and his children.
3: You're telling me that other people's kids are not my business? What makes you think so? Because you seem to think that other people's kids are your business, which is why you're telling me to stop grooming them, leave them alone, leave our kids alone. Is it clicking yet? Is the hamster wheel moving? They are my business. Every single one of them out there. Those are my kids. Every single elder in the transgender community, those are their kids too.
7: You heard it here. The trans mob wants to take your kids into their little cult to spoon feed them the delusion of the left.
2: wow that is disturbing stuff it wasn't long ago where they're telling us oh no no this is not our agenda and now they're open about their agenda which tells you that to the extent they're not telling us what their full agenda is the next level is going to be even crazier probably unimaginably crazy
7: Mm -hmm. and sick no it truly is and and the fact is george you know these people are just accepting it. The media is accepting it. The media is promoting it. People watch those videos, and I'm thinking to myself, why hasn't why hasn't anybody on mainstream media been like calling this out saying, "Look at this this video? This person is literally saying i, I am I want your children. They are my children." Who in their right mind looks at that and says, "Oh, this is fine." Like, this is, everything's fine with this. It's so scary. Uh, you know, I'm not a parent right now, but my family does foster care. And so, you know, I see kids come in and out of the house all the time. And I'm thinking to myself, these are the most, like, sacred lives that there are. And why are we not making it our main priority to protect them, protect the future generations? And it's just, it's it's become abundantly clear that the left doesn't care about them.
2: Yeah, it's a very good point. Well, Taryn Rose, that's a great place for us to take a quick break, handle a little bit of business. I'm glad you can stick around because there's lots more to discuss. Because after all, we're discussing the craziness of the left and just the way the media sometimes tries to make it regular and normal when it's not. But to our viewers and listeners, don't go away because we'll be right back right after these messages.
5: You're still looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your My Pillow products: mattress topper, bed sheets, My Pillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear. Dog
4: whoa, whoa, Charles! Everyone now can get My Pillow products at huge discounts at mypillow.com. That's right. Now's the time to go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to take advantage of our three-in-one sale. or our sandals and slides for just $25. Quantities are limited, and once they're gone, they're gone.
0: To order, please call 800-797-7893, and use the promotion code, AUNTV. That's 800-797-7893, and AUNTV. Again, that's 800-797-7893, and AUNTV
2: welcome back to the conservative commandos i'm glad you stuck around because we've been having a fabulous conversation with tyran rose mandelberg who is a video host at the media research center as well as their anderleck fellow in culture and media the last segment was pretty amazing just to kind of go over all the kind of zany and just almost unimaginable i mean 10 years ago if we you had told me we were going to talk about these items today i would have looked at you and said You're crazy! This is not real. This couldn't possibly happen, and of course now it is. And it's you're. It's not that you're crazy. It's the people you're covering are crazy. You know, ten years ago, that level of insanity would not have been imaginable by normal people. But I thought we should change gears here and talk a little about what's going on, because we we talked a little bit about the idea that in Maryland. the school districts are basically restricting parents' religious freedom. That strikes me as a counter to what our Constitution provides. And I was wondering if we see any more of that going on, because I kind of suspect Maryland's not the only state.
7: Yeah, George, you're spot on. Uh, Like you said, this is all crazy stuff. I, I usually end my segment by talking about how things are um, we're living in the dystopian universe that's what it feels like because even just like a couple years ago just 10 years ago i mean i was just a little girl but i would have never imagined being here right now thinking to myself oh this is what they're literally teaching in schools or this is what they're actually allowing uh, another example of that, like you were talking about with the religious freedom, is in Massachusetts, a Catholic couple was banned from fostering children. So essentially, with the foster care system in Massachusetts, I don't know all of the nitty gritty behind it and how their um, system works. But I do know that essentially a foster parent needs to fill out an application saying, you know, I, I'm not a criminal, I, I promise not to abuse kids, that kind of thing, just to make sure that they're equipped to be able to take care of children. Uh, this Catholic couple was unable to conceive on their own and they um, hadn't ever adopted. So they thought, you know, why don't we start fostering? Why don't we do some good for the community and for the people in our state that, um, that need us, for the kids in our state that need us? And so they filled out the application and everything on it seemed to be great. Uh, and one little section, they said, um, They did not check a box that said, I will affirm um, any child based on their gender, sexuality or any of the above, um, you know, all that pronoun stuff. So essentially the Catholic couple was saying, you know, well, we're Catholic and we we don't agree with that type of lifestyle. And so we're not going to help a child transition. We're not going to help. We're not going to bring a child in from the foster care system and help them um, uh, become something that they're not. And then Massachusetts, the state said, well, then you're not going to be foster parents. We would rather the kids sit in a hallway in a group home or wait at the hospital or wait at, um, depending on where they are, like their, their other foster home maybe, or perhaps an abusive home where they came from, and um, you know, not give you the opportunity to help these kids out simply because you won't affirm essentially leftist delusion.
2: That's just insane to me because there was a time when I, if I recall correctly, that a gay couple couldn't adopt children. Yep. But now apparently going to church on Sunday (laughs) is grounds for not being able to adopt. And I just like scratch my head and go, really? You're kidding me, right? I find it funny because if somebody was, let's say, a a transgender, Mm. if somebody claimed they could not adopt or be involved in foster care, I think the left would go nuts even though they've made it clear, we're coming for your kids.
7: Right. Um, exactly which
2: right. I would say would make any kids you placed in their care uh, at, at risk. But having said that, I find it kind of just bizarre that a couple that goes to church or mass is somehow not allowed to participate because of their religious beliefs, particularly given the fact that our constitution explicitly says that a religious test for holding any government office is prohibited. hmm Now, I realize fostering children is not a government job, but it is a government program. Yes. Where the state is participating in trying to find homes for children who don't have parents. It blows my mind. I'm trying to figure out what court could possibly look at this and say, this passes muster. This is okay. We'll see how crazy the courts are in Massachusetts. And if it goes on the Supreme Court, I can guarantee if it makes the Supreme Court, it won't survive. I mean, and it also, ought to be a nine-zero a decision, but it probably yeah. won't because there's a couple right. kooks
7: yeah, on you're right. as well. <laughs> yeah. And George, like we were watching before the break, I'm thinking to myself, if we put these kids in homes that are going to affirm this type of delusion, then we're going to end up with kids who are even more confused, have no idea who, where their identity lies, who their identity lies with, which going into the fostering system as a child, uh, you know, it's likely that you already feel this sense of loneliness of displacement of disorientation this sense of not belonging and so why would we then encourage kids to be part of a minority group where um they have no actual basis for their claims right why would we encourage that and you know biasly i come from a family who does foster care and And we we get to see these little kids make friends in their Sunday school classes and, um, you know, grow up and then potentially, hopefully stay with Christian faith. Um, And and just getting to see the the little faces when they say, oh, you know, it's okay that I'm going to go to a new home or I'm going to get adopted. But at least I have God. At least I have um, a heavenly father who's adopted me into the kingdom. And and to me, that's, you know, that's wonderful and great. But like, why would we why would we? Ban this couple who really just wants the best interests of children to be in the forefront um, from from fostering. And like you were saying, if this would be not like national news if it were the other way, if it were a transgender or a gay couple saying, "Oh, we're not going to be a lot of foster care because do foster care because we're transgender," this would be like crazy. And it, to me, that's like sending an abusive or a kid from an abusive home right into the hands of an, another of another abusive home from from maybe being beat by their, by their biological parents to then being uh, lied to their whole lives.
2: Yeah, that's a very good point. And it's just troubling to see kind of where we're headed uh, on all this because, like I said earlier, you know, if you told me this 10 years ago, I would have thought you were a lunatic. Now what you're doing is you're telling us about the lunatics. Yes. <laughs> and just And it's kind of stunning to realize we've fallen to this level and it's not just they think this, it's that they, they want to use the power of government to impose it. Yeah. And this began all under Barack Obama, when at the end of his presidency, he informed schools that they had to accept, for example, a boy's designation, I'm a girl, and therefore I get to be in the girl's locker room and so forth and they made it clear their guidance to the schools was you can't ask for their parents' permission. You can't ask for a doctor's note establishing any of this. You just have to take their word for it. If they Mm -hmm. identify as, and they can change. They they, they don't get just a one-time change designation. They could come in every day of the week as a different gender if they want. And this was all Barack Obama's doing, and now Joe Biden has weaponized it. And apparently now, if you oppose it you are somehow like the fbi said you're basically a domestic terrorist
7: yes yes last week i i was called a dangerous bigot because i didn't think that kids should learn about any of this propaganda and i'm like well here's your ad for homeschooling
2: (laughs) yeah exactly no that's well and that's and homeschool has been growing like crazy and this is why Mm -hmm. and the support for school choice is growing like crazy this is why because Parents are saying, I got to get out of here. Yeah. So the left is going to destroy public education because they've made it too crazy. I think as I look forward, as opposed to looking back, I look forward to the 2024 election. I'm trying to figure out what role things like the abortion issue will have in the election because the left has become more agitated about the issue. So I want to ask you if you have any insights on that and, and maybe how the media is covering it too.
7: Yeah, George, you know, we talk all about these kids in schools and about um, how they are going to turn up as adults. But we really need to recognize that the the attack on kids is starting in the womb. Um, you know, we need to have a womb to tomb approach to all life. And um, I think that in the 2024 election, that really needs to be harped on, whether it's with the school choice, whether it's with um parents consent to specific things um, or these transgender surgeries or specifically abortion. They they all need to be on the forefront because the children are the next generation and they're the ones that are going to be leaders in umpteen years. So um, we really need to keep them in, in the focus. Um, I actually worked on a piece earlier uh, last week where Kaylee McEnany from Fox News, she was talking about the different approaches that pro-lifers going into the 2024 election need to have. Um, a lot of times there's this hostility towards the, or this like very extreme tension with the abortion debate. And and McEnany was essentially claiming that a lot of the Republicans are having the wrong approach. For example, they're saying, pushing all of this uh, stuff about we need to save the babies. Everything's about the babies. And yes, the babies are extremely important. But McEnany was pointing out, we, we need to also care about the mothers. And um, maybe uh, a, an idea for for uh, conservatives fighting in the 2024 election, perhaps they could be a little bit more, she said, compassionate, be come from a place of compassion and have a little bit of empathy for the mothers. Because you and I both know that abortion is an evil. it's it's a sin. However, people sin all of the time and and based on their sins, we need to still recognize like that there is forgiveness with, you know, Jesus forgives. And um McEnany was explaining how we need to come alongside mothers, whether that's physically uh, with pregnancy centers, providing them resources, mentally, with maybe some counseling, religious, counseling or even just a friend to count on to say, you know, we can get you through this. We can we can work together. Um, and then same with maybe even like financially, for example, there's so many companies saying we'll pay for you to abort your kids. But there's not many companies, only a few that are saying we'll pay for when you have your kid or when you adopt a kid. So we did to have this like different approach with um, being both supporting mothers and being more compassionate. Um, But then she also said a a good idea to do is to expose the extremism. And that's kind of what we do at the Media Research Center with all the exposing that we do. And um, uh, McEnany was explaining how in 2024 we need to expose the extremist viewpoints where abortion should be legal up until birth. Expose the viewpoints where um, you can take out a baby um, and then just literally kill it, commit infanticide, and then say it's an abortion. We should not allow that to be happening and we should expose it when it does happen. So I I don't know, I'm I'm excited to see, I'm anxious and eager to see how um, the pro-life argument is in the forefront of people's brains as this is our biggest election with uh, Roe v. Wade being overturned. So it's it's interesting and definitely something to be anticipating um, and I'm eager to see how kind of uh, the candidates react both on the left and the right.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I I know that there are pregnancy crisis centers that, for example, help mothers with medical expenses, prenatal nutrition issues, provide them with things like when you, if if it's your first baby, you've got to get things like crib or all these other kind of first time uh, purchases, they will help with that. And I think that makes a lot of sense. We want to be able to help people make good choices not just simply rail against them making poor choices.
6: Right.
2: Our time's about up, but I wanted to ask you, how can folks follow the work that you do as well as your colleagues there at the Media Research Center?
7: Yeah, great question. Uh, we've got a slew of different sites depending on what you're interested in. We've got newsbusters.org that focuses primarily on legacy media and how biased and corrupt that they are. Um, and then we've got Free Speech America, which we have a fabulous censor track database where we kind of track all of the times that conservatives are biasly censored online, um, whether that's through Facebook, Twitter. Um, for example, this episode, if it was posted on Twitter or TikTok or Facebook, there's a high probability that it would be censored because people don't like what George and I have to say when we talk about the truth of the matter and that the left is a little bit loony. Um, and then we've also got TV, which is where I primarily focus um, my work towards. And we kind of look at different videos and cultural aspects, like all the ones that we talked about today and um, point those out. And then for me specifically, you can head on over to my Twitter, where I I post a lot of just random uh, hot takes that people get offended by. So it's always a good time over there. It's just Tierin underscore Rose.
2: Very good. Well, I follow you on Twitter and I enjoy the the post that you put up there. And of course, <laughs> the various websites that you have. Thanks. Well, folks, don't go away because the conservative commandos, we've got to take care of a little business right now, but we will be back. And I can promise you that we'll have some good stuff. So don't go away.
4: It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. To order, please call 800 797
0: 7893 and use the promotion code AUN TV. That's 800 797 7893. And AUN TV, again, that's 800 797 7893 and AUN-TV.
2: Welcome back to the Conservative Commandos. I'm glad you stuck around because we're to the part of the show where we have our guests. And as I like to remind you, we have the very best guests on TV and radio. And today, to prove it, we've got Dr. Miklos Radvani. He is the Senior Vice President at Frontiers of Freedom, an organization that I'm a little familiar with, He also is somebody who speaks numerous languages and has been published in all of them, all over the world. Now, Miklos escaped Soviet-enforced communism in Hungary back when it was still in force, and he has witnessed firsthand the soul-crushing nature of socialism and communism. He's also an expert in foreign policy. He's advised all kinds of American public policymakers, senators, congressmen, you name it, on foreign policy issues. And he's also written a number of books. His most recent is, I am an American. The Story of Socialism, Communism, and Freedom's Last Stand. And it is a great read and I recommend it. So with that, welcome back to the Conservative Commandos. Miklos, we're glad to have you. Thank you. I wanted to ask you, you're an American, but you also grew up in Hungary and have an expertise there. And I so want to ask you what's going on in Hungary because they, of course, made a transition from being a Soviet bloc dominated country to now being more part of the aligned with the West and that they're in the EU and also NATO. But I've seen some odd things going on with Viktor Orban and his government. So I wanted to ask you, what's the inside scoop? What's really happening there? And what would your assessment of the direction of things be?
8: Unfortunately, Hungary, since 1990, when uh, the Soviet uh, Red Army uh, left Hungary, and Hungary uh, regained its uh, independence in sovereignty, the country uh, made basically a full-circle return to the past. Instead of uh, developing, in spite of the fact that uh, Hungary joined uh, NATO, as you said, in 1999, and uh, the European Union at uh, at uh, 2004, uh, uh, Hungary since uh, 2010 is back to its uh, pre 1990 uh, situation with uh, the Orbán government that basically is nothing else but the reincarnation of of the uh, previous. Communist uh, regime. Uh, uh, it is it is not a surprise, in, in spite of the fact that uh, Orbán and his people uh, basically declared themselves as as, uh, as uh, the young democrats who will uh, uh, lead Hungary from uh, uh, the dictatorship uh, to to uh, uh, full fledged Western democracy. In in reality, uh, all those people. Orban, uh, the the Speaker of the Hungarian Parliament, uh, uh, Mr. Köver, and uh, the Governor of the Hungarian National Bank, uh, Mr. Motolci, and so on and so forth, have been all members of the old Hungarian Communist Party, which was called the Hungarian Socialist Workers' Party. Uh, or or they they uh, occupied uh, leadership positions in in the in the kiss which is basically the the alliance of young communists which was uh, so to speak a lobby uh, to to uh, to the hungarian communist uh, party and uh, they have the same mentality i mean hungary uh, is basically back to being uh, not just a dictatorship but uh, w- w- the way I I uh, uh, defined it in 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 my uh, writings, Hungary has become a gangsterocracy. So it is it 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 is led not just by former communists, but also uh, Hungary is an absolutely corrupt society now, in which the government and uh, the government officials. Uh, have enriched themselves by uh, stealing uh, the European Union's money, stealing uh, uh, domestic money, and basically uh, blackmailing a lot of uh, businessmen to uh, abandon their businesses and uh, give it uh, to to, uh, not just uh, the, uh, the politicians, but also those people who are designated by those politicians. To give you an example, a gentleman by the, I, I shouldn't call him a gentleman, uh, but by the name of Lőrinc Mésaros. Mésaros is in Hungarian basically a butcher. Okay. <laughs> and the, 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 Hungry, the English uh, uh, translation of Mésaros is basically a butcher. Uh, he was a simple pipe fitter he, in Hungary, but his, his only claim to fame was that he went to to elementary school with Viktor Orban. I mean, uh, uh, he has no formal education, nothing. And now he is the richest, the richest man in Hungary. And very recently he undertook a, a Mediterranean trip in, in a yacht that owned by one of his uh, banks, allegedly which uh, is worth uh, about 80 million U.S. dollars, while the average monthly wage of an an average Hungarian is about 250,000 forints, which is uh, about, uh, I would say, $70 a month. Okay, so uh, Mr. Orban purchased Uh, three or four airplanes. Officially they say that they are buying it for the Air Force and for the Hungarian military. Okay, actually it is used exclusively by Mr. Orbán and some of uh, the selected few whom Orbán, Viktor Orbán designates. So just to make uh, the picture uh, more round, Hungary is at the bottom of, of the European Union scale in, in, in every, almost everything. The Hungarian GDP is uh, the third worst in, in, in the Union. Hungarian inflation tops all the other European Union members. Uh, Hungarian recession is in full bloom and uh, basically the Hungarian currency, the foreign, is totally useless. So basically Hungary is, is, uh, for all practical purposes, bankrupt. uh, With a political system that resembles more the old Soviet Union and the old Hungarian government under Mr. Kadar than, you know, any of the European Union members.
2: That's interesting It's uh, because I think he's done a pretty good job uh, in the United States of what I'd call public relations in that most Americans don't follow things as closely as you do, obviously. I mean, not even close, but, you know, they may see a news report periodically and it would appear to the, I think, if just the casual observer, if all you do is tune into a newscast periodically, that uh, someone like Viktor Orban has been getting, if you will, some good PR. And it sounds to me like what you're describing is that it's absolutely just PR, that there's no there there, that the reality is he's driving the country into the ground and he's doing it largely the same way every socialist slash communist regime did, because those systems, corruption doesn't actually promote innovation, it doesn't promote a growing economy.
8: Actually, uh, uh, Viktor Orbán, the first step was uh, to control the media. So basically, uh, uh, the independent media does not exist in Hungary anymore. The only uh, television channel that is quasi-independent is RTL, the Luxembourg-based television conglomerate, uh, uh, which is um, Partially independent, but basically, uh, Viktor Orban forbade every company to advertise on on any of the independent uh, television and radio channels. He basically cut off all the opposition uh, media from uh, obtaining any government uh, frequency, and so on and so forth. So what we have is basically nothing else than the old communists and even the nazi Germany's propaganda machine that basically uh, 24-7 broadcast the, the, the lies and, and the, the government versions of uh, the corruption that uh, prevails in Hungary. To give you a, a very simple example, while the situation in Hungary is very bad, I mean, basically, in my opinion, Hungary is in, is totally bankrupt. It is never the fault of the Orban regime. It's always, always the fault of the United States, which according to him, by the way, is a declining power. And the future rests with uh, the upcoming Russia and China. Okay, Uh, and uh, the European Union, which is uh, particularly evil because uh, the European Union doesn't uh, provide Hungary since uh, uh, 2020 with uh, any European Union money because of the corruption in Hungary, because of the lack of the rule of law and because of the oppression of the media. So Hungary, which has received a little bit over 5 billion uh, euros uh, support from from the European Union, hasn't gotten that money. The reason uh, that they are so angry, because that was the amount of money that kept the Hungarian economy above water. So uh, to make uh, amends, according to Orbán, He criticizes uh, the the United States and the European Union, on paper his allies, and and, uh, lets in corrupt uh, Russian and Chinese money and investment. In my latest piece, I alluded on uh, the avalanche of uh, uh, accumulator factories uh, that they are setting up in a country where uh, water is scarce, and where, uh, basically, uh, 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 very good agricultural land is used to set up those, uh, those uh, uh, factories, and, uh, and uh, those uh, Chinese are bringing in Chinese workers to alleviate a little bit the unemployment, the rising unemployment among young people in China. So uh, Hungary, according to all estimates, has over 100,000 Chinese workers now in Hungary, in a country which uh, is now about 9 million, the population. So, uh, uh, and of course with that, uh, the Chinese embassy is by far the largest in in the European Union, and the same uh, can be said about the Russian embassy. Uh, in Hungary, which uh, makes Hungary basically in Budapest the new spy center of of uh, of the European Union.
2: Wow, that's depressing news. But I'm glad to know the truth because you got to know what's going on around you. It makes sense of it all. We got to take a quick break here, handle a little bit of business, but we'll be right back, folks. The conservative commandos will only be gone for a jiffy. And of course, I'll be right back as will Dr. Miklos Radvani. So don't go away. We've got lots more to cover, folks.
5: You're still looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your My Pillow products: mattress topper, bed sheets, My Pillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear. Don't
4: whoa, whoa, Charles! Everyone now can get My Pillow products at huge discounts at MyPillow.com. That's right. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to take advantage of our 3-in-1 sale. We're bringing you exciting new products, overstock specials, and closeout deals you won't find anywhere else. For example, when you buy one of our brand new MyPillow 2.0s, you get another one absolutely free. And with our overstock sale, you save 50% on our luxurious Giza Dream bed sheets. That's as low as $29.99 for the best sheets ever. And with our biggest closeout special, you get our all-season slippers for only $35 or our sandals and slides for just $25. Quantities are limited and once they're gone, they're gone.
0: To order, please call 800-797-7893 and use the promotion code AUNTV. That's 800-797-7893 and AUNTV again. That's 800-797-7893 and AUN-TV.
2: Welcome back to the Conservative Commandos. I'm George Landreth and our guest is Dr. Miklos Radvani. We've been having a great conversation. If you just tuned in now, you missed some of his analysis about what's actually going on in Hungary and how kind of it seems like communism is making a comeback, as it were, through Viktor Orban and that it's damaging their economy. The corruption that always follows in communism and totalitarianism is also overtaking the country, and that's hurting it. Very interesting stuff. But I wanted to ask you, Dr. Radvani, is this. In many Americans, Hungary's a faraway place. It's halfway around the world. And if Hungary's slipping into trouble, maybe does it doesn't really matter to the average American. I think it does, but I want you to explain why, because it's easy to see the world as, oh, well, they're they're a long ways off, it's not really that big a deal to us. And the reality is, as members of NATO, as members of the EU, as formal allies, at least on paper, this isn't really a good development. So can you help fill us in on why and how? I'd like you to fill it all out.
8: Basically, under Viktor Orban, Hungary is the enemy within to NATO and also the European Union. The incessant uh, blame game of Viktor Orban that everything is the fault of the United States and the, United, uh, you, you, uh, the European Union is, uh, uh, resonates with about, uh, I would say, 40 uh, percent um, of the Hungarian population, which uh, resides outside the cities. They don't speak any foreign language, so they have no access to, let's say, uh, CNN, Fox News and uh, uh, the European channels, the German and the others, they don't speak languages. They are scantily educated, barely uh, finishing uh, elementary school. Very few finish high school. So basically, almost half of the Hungarian population is uncultured and and, uh, absolutely uh, alien to to the world. Their only uh, form of information is getting from the Orban controlled uh, television channels and and radio and newspapers. That creates a situation that was uh, uh, prevalent at that time uh, before 1990 in Hungary when people hated the Soviet Union for occupying Hungary and not allowing Hungary to basically uh, uh, join the West. Now, uh, Orbán turned that argument on its head and and made the West the enemy uh, of of the Hungarian people. That's number one. Number two uh, is that uh, he is letting in, as I said in in the previous uh, segment, letting in uh, Chinese and Russians, among whom uh, nobody knows how many are despised. That is the reason why the United States uh, declared that Hungary, the Hungarian visitors, who enjoyed basically a visa-free entry to the US, ex- except that they, they had to fill out a, an ESTA form, Uh, that, you know, uh, their intention is to visit the United States, that has been basically uh, made almost impossible for Hungarian uh, passport holders to visit the United States. Why? Because it was a part of the Orban corruption that for money they gave uh, citizenship and, and Hungarian passports, which mean European Union passports to a lot of Chinese and Russian citizens, basically mostly uh, uh, the oligarchs and their families uh, got uh, that, but uh, many other people, the money basically disappeared. It never found its way to to the Hungarian treasury. Uh, They set up uh, offshore companies all over the the world. So uh, uh, the situation is, is really dire because that's a national security issue for NATO and uh, its leading power, the United States, and also for the European Union. Uh, Secondly, uh, uh, because of of the the, uh, economic situation and because of the fact that, that the Hungarian economy, the Hungarian GDP just today was announced that the fourth worst producing a a country in the European Union, only Bulgaria, and um, I think uh, Greece produced a a worse result than than the Hungarian. The money comes from two absolutely corrupt countries, and that's Russia and China. And uh, all those agreements that uh, the Hungarian government has with those two countries regarding uh, the economy or anything else, are basically top secret for 30 or even more years. So no one, the Hungarian citizens, Brussels in the European Union or in Washington, cannot have access to to the contents of those agreements between uh, Russian companies, which is basically the Russian government, And in the case of China, it is basically the Chinese Communist Party. So both national security-wise and economic, it is a a geostrategic problem for both the United States and NATO and the European Union. So um, the situation is more than dire. And unfortunately, unfortunately, the Trump administration, which I support, uh, uh, basically made Hungary into a, a, an example that the United States should follow, which is absolutely not the case.
2: Fair enough. So it sounds like some of that uh, PR work uh, was uh, successful in convincing uh, the administration that they were not what they were. is what it really sounds like. It sounds like a pretty comprehensive PR job. Interesting, because I do think that If you look at our country now in the U.S., we have what I would call a kakastakastry, which is a government that is run by the least capable among us. The Biden administration, uh, not just Joe Biden personally, he's obviously compromised, but to be blunt, it's not just old age. When he was 35 years old, he was a foolish idiot and said all kinds of stupid things and was not a real bright guy. He was always known as a just a 24-hour gaffe machine, even in his best of health and so forth. But on top of that, you have Kamala Harris, you have the entire cabinet, which is one of the least impressive cabinets. I, Not one of the least, the least impressive cabinet I have ever seen. It is populated with people who have no real credentials, or if they have some credential, it's a very mediocre one. Very kind of like, wow, that's what it takes to become a cabinet member. So... I wanted to ask you, are there lessons for America in all of this when you look at what Joe Biden's up to? But I wanted to ask you if you could kind of help us understand how harmful is it to elect people in America as we have done? We have a Congress full of feckless, stupid people who don't have any idea what they're doing. We have an entire administration populated with stupid, feckless people. And I wanted to ask you, you've got a great book out and you talk about... uh, this story of socialism, communism, and freedom's last stand in your book, I Am an American. And so I wanted to ask you to help us kind of bring some of this home into America. What is it we ought to be learning and paying attention to so that we don't fall in the same trap?
8: I think that the greatest lesson is that Marxism and its variations uh, later on, Maoism, Leninism, Stalinism, Titoism, whatever ism uh, we say, uh, uh, does not work for one simple reason, because it is garbage. Scientifically or, or uh, practically, it has proven to be a, an absolute disaster. Basically, in my opinion, socialism, as the Democrat Party also uh, now tries to advocate and, and, and practice, and particularly BLM, Antifa and the other organizations are nothing else but corruption par excellence. It is, it is the corruption of the mind, and it is the corruption of morality, and it is also the corruption of uh, sanity and rational thinking. So, uh, and unfortunately, what we see now in Hungary, it is the same. In Hungary, there is a huge incompetence, incompetency of, of on, on all levels and, and the reason and, and the consequence will be that Hungary, in my opinion, in the next hundred years, basically an entire century, will not be able to recover. So uh, uh, Viktor Orban and his regime, a total disaster and Hungarian young people are leaving the country to other uh, European Union uh, countries for better pay and for better conditions. Yesterday, there was a, now in Hungary, they have the, the so-called uh, Island Festival, which is uh, one of the islands in the outskirts of Budapest. And uh, when, when one of uh, Orbán's favorite singer, uh, came up and, and sang, the, 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 the entire 60,000 young people were uh, uh, chanting the following, dirty Fidesz. Fides is basically the acronyms of uh, Viktor Orbán's party. And, uh, and uh, other people now uh, on television, on the government on television, when you know it is aired directly and not uh, censored They told one of uh, basically is the cabinet minister of Viktor Orban told him that, you know, they should disappear and Orban and the entire dirty baggage of of politicians should go to hell. And that was that was all over on television and a young person. So basically the, the divisiveness and the hatred. That Viktor Orbán generated in his uh, 13 years now in power is coming back to 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 hunt him in the sense that the people dislike his regime so much that I even saw comments in so on, on social media that they compared, you know, the future of Mr. Orbán to to the to the past of. Uh, Ceausescu and his wife in 1989. So that's a very serious situation and I think that neither NATO nor the European Union can afford uh, such a situation within the two organizations. I think you know that uh, Viktor Orban is a cancer growing and metastasizing within the, the two organization, organizations and at a stop must be as i wrote in my latest piece a stop must be uh, uh, administered to to that situation that's that's a bad situation and it will hurt geopolitically and otherwise both organizations
2: well that makes a lot of sense and it's a sad thing but it's interesting analysis there i appreciate that i wanted to point out to folks that uh, obviously your book I Am an American, The Story of Socialism, Communism, and Freedom's Last Stand is a great read, and folks ought to consider that because you really bring to bear some just really amazing insights, having been somebody who lived in a Soviet-dominated country for the first part of your life, and then having successfully escaped it and found your way to America. They can, of course, get that online, look up Miklos Rodvani, look up I Am an American. But also, I think your writings, the weekly articles that you put out, the studies that you do. If I'm correct, of course, you can see a lot of it at Frontiers of Freedom's website, ff.org, ff.org, but also at Newslooks. Newslooks.com is another place that you publish fairly frequently, as well as townhall.com. Those that seem to me to be the three most frequent places you publish, even though the reality is some of your stuff is published all over the world because you publish in many different languages and things like that. But for an American American audience, an English speaking audience, I think those ff.org, townhall.com, and newslooks.com are great places to find out what's on Dr. advani's mind. Thanks so much. That's a great place for us to stop because our time's up for this segment. And I do want to let our viewers and listeners know that never fear the conservative commandos will be right back. So don't go away, folks.
4: You're still
5: looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your MyPillow products. Mattress topper, bed sheets, MyPillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear, dog...
4: Whoa, whoa, Charles. Everyone now can get My Pillow products at huge discounts at MyPillow.com. That's right. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to take advantage of our 3-in-1 sale. Or our sandals and slides for just $25. Quantities are limited and once they're gone, they're gone.
0: To order, please call 800-797-7893 and use the promotion code AUNTV. That's 800-797-7893 and AUNTV. Again, that's 800-797-7893 and AUNTV
1: once again, we do want to thank you for sticking with us. This is the Conservative Commanders radio show. My co-host is George Landreth. And I'm Rick Trader coming to you from the MyPillar studios, the MyStore studios of the AUN-TV network. And hey, I want to remind you of a couple of things. Number one is our voice text hotline, 415-854-2677. We do want to hear from you with your comments, your criticisms, your suggestions for this show or any of the shows that are on the AUN network, actually. Also, check out our websites. We have one for the show, ccrshow.com, ccrshow.com. Check out the website for the network, the AUN TV network at AUN tv. dot com a u n tv. dot com. Don't forget that dash. And if you want to send us an email, George, myself, Sharon, any anybody here on the network, send that email to a u n tv at yahoo. dot com. a u n tv at yahoo. dot com. George, you know, the other day when you were when you joined me. Monday or Tuesday on the conservative commandos. We talked about your favorite football team, the Washington football team, the Washington commanders or the Washington Redskins. I mean, pick your pick your pick your uh, make your choice here, George. But and we talked about how the name Redskins was not derogatory towards anyone. But now we've even we've even got more proof, George.
2: Yeah, well, you're right, because a group called the Native American Guardians Association is demanding. They're not just suggesting, they're demanding that the Washington commanders change the name back to the Redskins, and they have organized support for the name reversal going back to it. And in their petition, they say, we invite all Americans to stand up for the dignity of every American under assault in today's increasingly nonsensical Culture wars, and they refer to it as being a line in the sand, mm-hmm. and they point out that the history of Native Americans in assisting the founding of America, that we have these rights in the First and Fourteenth Amendments, and so forth, that it's it just doesn't make any sense for folks to ignore the issue, and so it's just very interesting because this organization. They're Native Americans. It's a nonprofit organization advocating for increased education about Native Americans, especially in public educational institutions and greater recognition of Native American heritage through high profile venues of sports and other public platforms. And yet we're told that Indians are insulted. It's like that's (laughs) interesting because this is a group that sole purpose is to promote Indians and they're
1: not. George, it was very interesting that during the Second World War, there was a group of Indians, Navajo Indians, that were used as uh, code talkers. They, because the Japanese didn't understand the Navajo language. Yeah. So messages were sent in Navajo. It was a and code that na- couldn't be broken. And, we, and the these um, uh, Indians, who are Navajo, would translate these messages. Well, right now I'm looking at a picture that was actually taken in 2013. And it is a group of the original Code Talkers, the Code Talkers Association. There's a group of uh, five of them. And George, guess what they're wearing? They are wearing... Washington Redskin jackets with that emblem, that famous emblem that you were talking about the other day that was actually done by uh, George. Um,
2: uh, it was commissioned co- by George Allen, but he actually, hot, he went to a Native American chief, I think in one of the Dakotas, and, and commissioned him to prepare a logo that would be appropriate for the Washington Redskins. And that's what he gave him. He was an artist. And I actually think it's very respectful. If you look at that and think, oh, that's denigrating Native Americans. I'm like, okay, yeah.
1: You're a nut. And George, what it is, it is these white liberals who constantly have their undies in a bunch, who are constantly... Offended by nothing that really affects them, you know <laughs> they, these are people that go around looking for something for everybody else to, to be offended by okay yeah
2: the, I mean. yeah you're right they just they they they're the professional offended class
1: hey Georgia, you are a redskin fan is there any talk about potentially a poll taken by the redskin? fans by the Redskins season ticket holders about what uh, what nickname the uh, w- former Washington Redskins football team should choose as their nickname
2: my understanding is the Redskins uh, polls well with the, with that group I've talked to some for example let say I like the name but I don't think they'll ever go back to it and so they're, they are, if you will, prepared for a new name, even though they don't like that. I think there's a mixed bag on that question, which is I think most people like the name. I'm sure there's a few liberal nuts that don't. And then on top of that, you have a bunch of people who just think it's time to move on because we're not going to get it. we would love it if we could, but I don't believe we can. And my response would be is don't be so quick to give up.
1: Hey, George, we had a couple of great guests. Would you uh, thank them?
2: Absolutely. Taryn Rose Mandelberg with the Media Research Center. Very interesting conversation with all the craziness going on with the woke LGBTQ stuff and the government trying to impose these things. If you told us five years ago they were going to be doing this, we probably would have both said, no way. Come on. that's <laughs> but But they're doing it. Here we are and then of course a really interesting conversation also with Dr. Miklos Rodvani with the Frontiers of Freedom Institute an organization I know something about and his conversation about well, what's going on in Hungary and how unfortunately while the name is not being bantied about the labor labels being hidden what they're getting is socialist and communist policies mm-hmm. which is and corruption which is driving their economy into the ground and destroying the country and as a result he's relying more and more heavily on Russia and China to help bail him out. And as a result, they, of course, are sending their spies and activists and others to infiltrate the NATO country and a member of the EU. So it's not a good development. So really interesting stuff. All
1: right. Frontiers of Freedom, what's that all about?
2: Oh, well, you know, we're just a bunch of crazy right-wingers right <laughs>
1: that's right that's what i always said about
2: <laughs> yeah yeah so we are we are of course a conservative organization we're a think tank and we try to promote the constitution and of course promoting the constitution is that's crazy right <laughs> no it's uh, you know you mean that, flawed that, it's it's go, in, but, that old
1: document it's the way to go but you still believe in that old flawed document
2: yep that's right i still do can you believe it
1: unreal Hey, George, again, thank you so much for sitting in as my co-host. Another great show with a couple more great guests. But uh, for right now, we are out of time and we got to run and we got to go. Take care. God bless. And we'll see you tomorrow on TV and on radio.
4: And I'm excited to announce my new product, my coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, mystore.com. And when I tried my coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence, and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever going to have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras, Honduras' volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now.
0: To order, please call 800
4: 797
0: 7893 and use the promotion code AUN TV. That's 800 797 7893. And AUN TV, again, that's 800 797 7893